We have been called to reach this generation with the love and gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, Bishop Peter is obeying this higher call by preaching and teaching the word of God, both in Kenya and in many other nations of the world, supporting the weak and encouraging the brokenhearted. He and his wife Faith founded Overcoming Faith Church, which is involved in evangelism, church planting, leadership training, family enrichment programs and equipping the saints to serve. In their passion and love for the weak and neglected, they have established Happy Life Children's Home for Abandoned Babies, Happy Life Christian School and recently Jesse K. Children's Hospital. Thanks to the many friends and partners who have come along to make this happen. Glory and praise to our God. Vision is a very key factor if you're going to succeed. The Bible says without a vision, people perish. Without a vision, people perish. When you do not have a vision, it's like you get on the road and you don't know where you are going. Vision changes the world. This world is changed and transformed through the power of vision. Vision is today's picture of tomorrow's reality. Well, so if you're thinking, what is it? What is it? What is, what is a vision? And I define it for you. It is today's picture of tomorrow's reality. So in other words, you are able to see and perceive what will be happening tomorrow. And when you talk about tomorrow, we are not talking of Monday. We are talking of years to come. Amen. So vision is foresight. But I can also say that vision is foresight. Vision is also insight. It is something deep in you that you can see about where you're going. Vision is a dream with a plan. I'm just trying to bring to understand what is a vision. Vision is a dream with a plan. And I want to say visionaries change the world. The world has not changed by just anybody, it is visionaries that change the world. The best leaders are able to see a vision and then activate it by stepping forward. When you're a leader, you're able to see a vision. And the reason I'm taking time to teach you in this kind of a forum it is because I want you to be a man and a woman with a vision. Amen? Otherwise you will perish according to the word of God. Without a vision, people perish. So, the best leaders are able to see a vision and then activate it by stepping forward. So, if you have a vision, then you must also be willing to step forward. So that you can achieve that vision. In addition, 
they are willing to sacrifice to see the vision come to fruition. So the word there is sacrifice. I've talked about stepping forward and then willing to sacrifice so that they can see the vision become a reality or come to fruition. Finally, they realize the importance of surrounding themselves and their vision with an incredible team. So we see three factors here that are very, very important concerning a vision. One is that when you see a vision, then you activate it by stepping forward. You decide, I am moving so that I can see the vision become a reality. Number two, then you sacrifice. You are willing to sacrifice. Show me anybody who has ever had a big vision, great vision, accomplished great things, who did not sacrifice. And then finally, you cannot do it alone. You need a team, unless it's something so small. But if something significant, then you need a team. So those three things are important. So see the vision and run with it. Many people don't jumpstart their lives because they don't have anything to jump to. There are many people who will stay around their lives and their comfort zone because they have nothing to jump to. But when you have a vision, you have something to jump to. Can somebody say, I have a vision? Visionaries dare to dream. Visionaries dare to dream. They get into the future or peer into the future and generate possibilities in their mind's eyes. It is visionary people who see possibilities. Now, people who are not visionary, they always see impossibilities. They always see how things cannot happen. Oh, this is not possible. This cannot be done. This is not possible. This is not possible. But people with a vision see the possibility. Now, somebody came up with a vision with a highway that we all enjoy called Vika Super Highway, the largest highway in Kenya and maybe in East Africa. And it was just a vision somebody came up with. And you remember the road. You remember how that small road, how tiny, how tight, how, you know, it was so small. I don't know what we'll be doing today. We still had that narrow, 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 narrow road that we had. I don't know. We would have to be maybe, I don't know, walking or something. But somebody came with a vision because it is a vision that transforms. If our society church, ministry, family, anything is going to be transformed. It is only transformed through vision. So somebody saw the vision and they decided, well, probably they didn't know where the money would come from, but they started with a vision. We can do a highway here. It's going to cost 30 billion Kenya shillings, a lot of money. But where there is a vision, there is also the provision. So Provision follows vision. Many times people are looking for provision before they have vision. That is out of order. You cannot have provision before you have 
a vision. To have the vision, and then the provision will follow. Can I hear an amen? And then I've said sacrifice for the vision. Visionaries give up to go up. If you want to go up, there is something you will have to give up today for where you are going tomorrow. There is something, think about it. Anybody who ever did anything significant, great, marvelous, they gave up something for where they were going. So it is important to know that you do not just get there. Some of them gave up some sleep, some luxury, some leisure time, some money, something. They gave up something. They, they gave up maybe their social life to get somewhere. So when you see people accomplish great things, there is something they gave up to go up. The world celebrate Nelson Mandela, but he gave up 27 years of his prime life to be in prison for the freedom of South Africa. We all know Martin Luther King Jr. He gave up his own life, actually, literally. He was killed and assassinated because of the willingness to sacrifice for many generations to come. So anyone with a vision, they must be willing to give up to go up. They bypass good to gain the greatness they desire to see even in the future. Well, if they fail, at least they go out still rejoicing. They have something to celebrate. I would rather somebody who fails trying to do something than somebody who fails because they never tried to do anything. Because there are people, both of them would have failed. Because if you don't try anything, you are still a failure. Yeah? But if you fail trying, at least you can say you tried. Visionaries don't fear failure. They only fear losing out on opportunity. So visionaries will not fear failure. Amen? You cannot be a visionary and you're always like afraid, I might fail, I might not succeed, I might not make it, I will fail. I made... No, no, no. When you're a visionary, you don't think, you're not preoccupied with uh, how you can fail, how you can fail, how you can fail. You think, what if I succeed? And you, uh, you go for the opportunity. You, you are afraid of losing on the opportunity because the opportunities come and sometimes they don't come again. So visionaries, we look at an opportunity and decide, I'm going for it. I may fail, but who knows? I may also succeed. And then teamwork makes the dream work. Teamwork makes the dream work. Can you say with me, teamwork makes the dream work. If you're sitting next to somebody, tell them, I need you in my dream. <laughs> yeah. If you can achieve your vision alone, then chances are you are not doing anything worthwhile. If you can achieve your vision alone, 
then chances are that you are not doing anything worthwhile. You are not doing something great. What you are doing might be so small. But when you have something great, you know that a big dream requires a talented team in order to take root in reality. Get a team. And a team doesn't have to be 10. It doesn't have to be 20. Sometimes it's a team or two. It could be a team of three. Amen. When Jesus came, who is the greatest leader who ever lived, how many, how many people did he get? He had 12. So he got a team. He decided, I have a great vision. My vision is to save the whole world. And I need a team. So he got 12. So you need a team. Even if you start with the two. But again, you cannot be called a team by yourself. No one man can be a team. So we all need to join a team. And thank God here at OFC, we are a team. All that we do, we do it as a team. Everybody playing their role. Everybody doing their part. Everybody accomplishing something. And I have said it again and again. Nobody has everything, but everybody has something. Nobody has everything. Nobody can do all things by themselves. The reason you need a team if you like, like soccer, you can't be the goalkeeper and again you are the one who is calling on the other side. No. You have, there has to be a goalkeeper and somebody else to score. But when the team wins, they don't go saying the one who scored is the one who won. They don't go saying the goalkeeper is the one who won. No. When a team loses and some goals, you know, like some, some you know, some games will go the other way and uh, they don't go very well and maybe somebody loses 5-0. They don't go home saying it is a goalkeeper who lost because you know, they scored 5-0. No. They go saying our team lost. So when we win, the team has won. If we lose, the team has lost. So make this a winning team. Can you say with me, we are a winning team. Now, to become that winning team, in other words, to become significant, a number of things are important. One, prepare for where you're going. Preparation is key. You can't just find yourself there. For you to be here for this meeting, you prepared. Some of us have been preparing the whole week. For me to teach what I'm teaching, I've been preparing for so long, for a long time. So prepare for where you are going. Jesus said, when you want to build a house, you sit down and count the cost. That's preparation. How much is it going to cost me? Where am I going? You prepare according to where you are going. Number two, dedication is important. Dedication how committed are you? How dedicated? Now, there's a difference between dedication and commitment. Dedication is internal. It's, it's level of passion. How passionate are you concerning what you want to achieve? So dedication is what is happening in you. What is it that you are 
your, you know, your, your inner commitment. Number, four, number three, focus. Avoid distractions because there will always be distractions. Or somebody pulling this way, somebody calling this way. You remember Nehemiah when he was going to rebuild the wall of uh, Jerusalem? What happened? There were some people who were calling him. Oh, come, we talk. You know their names? Tobias and. Huh? Tobias and. Hey, say their name. <laughs> Tobias and Sanbarat. So, the, and Nehemiah said, I cannot leave what I'm doing. What I'm doing is so important. I have a deadline. I have a mission. I am on a mission. I have to finish this. So, I'm not coming. So, avoid distractions. Number four, tenacity. Determination to fight through. You have to what we call tenacity, the, the power to fight through because anytime you are building a vision, anytime you want to do something great, whether it's an institution, a ministry, a family, or a business, a company, whatever it is, then there will be battles, there will be uh, obstacles, there will be opposition. Then there have to be in you, you have to have some tenacity, determination to fight through. And somebody say with me, I will fight through. And number five, commitment. And this is to fulfill your obligations. You have priorities in life. You see? It is commitment is dedication to your goals. You are saying, I will do this and I will finish. I am committed to see and fulfill my obligations. So commitment, and that's what I've said, there's a difference between dedication and commitment. Dedication is your passion level of your passion from, it in, you know, from within you. Commitment is to fulfill your obligations. What are your priorities in life? Dedication to your goals. I have goals and I'm committed to see these goals become a reality. Now, if you compare... Um, ham and uh, eggs or pork and eggs you know when you get pork the pig is committed the chicken is involved because the chicken continues to live even after that but anytime you see pork on your table you always remember somebody died <laughs> somebody gave their life for you to get pork but anytime you, have, you enjoy that egg you know there is some chicken somewhere <laughs> that's the difference between commitment and people who are not committed so it's so important to be able to be committed very very important. And in this year of breaking barriers, we have to be committed and dedicated to the cause that we are involved in. I remember one man, John Blair, Charles Blair, who said, the greatness of a man is determined by the cause he lives for and the price he's willing to pay for its achievement. 
That was way back in 1991. He had come to Kenya. He was an old man, and uh, I think now probably he's in heaven or something. But he said the greatness of a man is determined by the cause he lives for and the price he's willing to pay for its achievement. So the, the question is, what is the price that you're willing to pay? What is that cost? How much does it cost you? Because life is about how much it costs you. If you go to buy a pair of shoes, you may see a pair of shoes that you like so much. And then you go and check where they put the price underneath the pair of shoe. And you see somebody taking it back to the shelf. They liked it. But they put it back to the shelf slowly. And they tell the guy who is selling, I will come back. Not because they didn't like the shoe. But when they looked at the, you know, come on, you, you've done that before, yeah? You look at a suit and you like it. And you, you even try the jacket and you like it and it's beautiful. And then you ask the person and maybe the price is hidden somewhere because sometimes the cost is not up here. The cost is in there in the pocket. And then you remove the, and you see, is 120,000 Kenya shillings. And slowly, you remove the jacket and tell the person, I will come back. <laughs> Some of you have never gone back. But you see, the challenge here, the difference is that, are you willing to pay the cost? Because it comes with a cost. It comes with a cost. Jesus paid the full cost. He paid a big cost for who we are today and for where we are going, our destiny in God. Amen. So it's good that you have a vision. Vision is key. Vision is important because somebody said, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. If you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. So the question is, once you discover where you're going, once you know where you're going, then are you willing to pay the cost of where you're going? Sometimes it may be very costly. And the bigger the dream the bigger the vision, the higher the, the cost. If you see people who have achieved so much, they have done a lot and everybody admires them. If you ask them about the cost, you'll be shocked. Some of them have paid a big, big, big cost. It's important Everyone, each one of us should have a vision and a great vision for that matter. It may take time, like the Bible states very clearly that a vision, though a vision may tarry, yet it shall come to pass. At the end, it will 
speak. I'm reminded the, the, the life of Joseph. He had a vision. He had a dream. And what did he say? One day I'm going to be a great man. All of you, my brothers, will bow to me. I'll be the leader. I'll be, you know, he had a dream. And it was a God-given dream, vision. But it took a long time to get there. By the time he saw the dream, he was about 15, 17 years old. For another almost 15 years, the dream was not fulfilled. But he kept going. And you remember the brothers fought him. He was thrown in the pit. He was sold as a slave. He's in Potiphar's house, imprecated with the rape. He's in prison. All that in pursuit. But he was willing to pay the price, the full price. If I, if I need to go to the prison, I will go to pay the price. If I need to be rejected, because in pursuit of your dream, there are times when you'll be rejected. Not everybody will say amen. And if any some will say amen, they don't mean it. <laughs> yeah? They don't mean it. So there are times when people will reject you because, simply because you have a vision. They'll say, no, 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 no. Who do you think you are? And they'll reject you. They'll fight you. That's why you have to have what I've talked about, the tenacity, the power within to fight. Where you determine, I am fighting for my dream. I am fighting for my vision. But the Bible says, at the end it will speak. It does not speak at the beginning. Vision, dream, will not speak at the beginning. It speaks at the end. And the end meaning you have gone through it, you have fought, you have fought discouragement, you have fought all the setbacks, you have fought all the roadblocks, and now the vision can speak. That's important. Because some of us want to start a vision or have a vision, and then you want to see the fruition by tomorrow morning. It may not happen that way. Especially for big dreams, they take time. They take long. You have to be strong. Now, integrity is key in pursuit of your vision. Character is important. Because there are people, let, let's compare uh, between Samson and uh, compare Samson to Joseph. Who was strong? Who was stronger than the other? Huh? Who was stronger? I can't hear you. Who was stronger? Okay. It's an integrity uh, test. I would say Joseph was stronger because Samson was only strong as far as Muscles, you know, the, <laughs> the outer strong, what we can see. But Joseph was a strong man when it comes to integrity and character. Amen. Both of them were tested or tempted in a similar manner. You know that. Uh, Joseph was tested by Potiphar's wife. And probably she was even closer to, to him than 
Samson because they lived in the same house or in the same compound. <laughs> and she, the Bible says she would come. She was very persistent. She would come to Joseph and the Bible says she was good looking, beautiful. She would come to Joseph every day testing, tempting him. But Joseph was a strong man. Well, the Bible doesn't say, but I imagine when she finally thought this is the day, she probably came either naked or half naked, saying this is the day. Or maybe in a nightdress or something. And Joseph was here, and we don't know how Joseph was dressed, but he decided if you see somebody leaving, because he left his jacket or whatever he was wearing, it tells you he wasn't wearing a suit and a tie. <laughs> it's not easy to leave behind a suit and a tie. So whatever he was wearing was not so, you know, so it's like maybe he has just woken up, just an assumption. And here the woman says, today is the day. But Joseph decided, I am bigger than this. I have a dream. I have a vision to fulfill. I am not falling to your tricks. Amen? And he said, I cannot do this and sin against my God. So Joseph had a higher purpose. Now Samson was tempted in the same manner. And you know one thing you have to realize about the enemy is that he's very persistent. <laughs> if you think the devil left you last year, he hasn't. You think you overcame that temptation or whatever it is last year? And you think now the devil left you? No. He left Jesus and the Bible says for only, only for a while. Then he came back again. He came to Jesus how many times? Three times. And you are not Jesus. So he will come many more, <laughs> much more times. So he was temp tempted and, 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 and the enemy was very persistent. Tell us the source of your strength. And then he would say, if you tie me, then, and then they would, he would say, oh, the Philistines are coming, and then he would cut the ropes. Oh, if you tie my hair, if you do this, if you do that. The enemy did not give up. And then he would come, and then he would break loose. And finally, he gave in. He said, if you shave my hair, then I lose my strength. I'm a Nazarite. I was born to serve God. I was separated for God. And they shaved the hair. And then, oh, the enemies are coming. <clears throat> and the strength was gone. Very persistent. So Joseph was a strong man. Samson was a weak man. So if you have a vision, you have to fight for the vision. You have to be strong for your vision. Great people, great men have been brought down, destroyed because they were not willing to fight for their vision. Somebody say, I will fight for my vision. Apostle Paul says in Acts 26, 19, I was not dis disobedient to the heavenly vision. So uh, Paul knew 
I have a vision. God showed me this vision. I don't want to be disobedient. There are so many people, they received a vision. They know this is where I'm supposed to be going, but they are disobedient. They rebel against that vision. When you have a vision, fight for your vision. And at the end, again I repeat, at the end, it will speak. Pursue that vision. Believe in that vision. Don't give up on the vision that is ahead of you. And one of these days, you will celebrate as you pursue your vision. Can I hear an amen? A few quotes on vision and leadership is something to inspire you. The Bible says that let me just read it here. The Bible does not say that a man's education or achievement or position will make room for him. But that his gifts does. Okay? What will make room for you? Because once you realize I have a vision, then you also think, what is it, what is it that I have been gifted with? Because your, your, your gift will make room for you. It is your gift that is key to your success. Another one. You must decide if you are going to rob the world or bless it with the rich, variable, potent, untapped resources locked away within you. Now, all of us, we are here in the world. I don't know how long you have lived. Some of you, maybe 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, or even younger. But you can decide. I have a vision or I don't have a vision. I have a dream or I don't have a dream. And you must decide if you're going to rob kunyanganya, yeah, the world, or bless it. In other words, when you're gone, when you leave this world... Will people say they are lived a man who had a vision? Will people point at anything that you did, accomplished, something valuable, something that you, transformation that you brought? What will people say? Another one. The past is the past. Who or what we used to be doesn't matter anymore because there are people who are not able to pursue their vision and their dream because of their past. And that's why I'm saying the past is past. Get that. The past is past. You cannot be held in your past. And anytime you want to rise, anytime you want to do something great, you're always thinking, oh, my past was. It is time now you leave your past because it is past. Your past is gone. Oh, I didn't go to that school. Oh, I didn't have this. Oh, I didn't get this. Well, we all had some, we were all disadvantaged in one way or another. We all had some challenges one way or another. You see? 
You may not have had enough food growing up, but now you have enough food, so arise. Amen. You may not have gone to the best school in Kenya, but here you are. So you, you cannot live in your past. Maybe you didn't have parents to raise you, but here you are. So the past is past. Who or what we used to be doesn't matter anymore. Now what happened to you 10 years ago, it doesn't matter today. It doesn't. If you live by that, then you never go anywhere. You'll never achieve anything. What matters is who and what we are now. And who and what we can become in the future. Now, your new life starts right now. You cannot change yesterday. You cannot change last year. Whatever you did not do, you did not. Whatever happened last week, happened. You cannot change it. You cannot reverse what happened. So if you're pursuing your vision, vision is ahead of you. It's not behind you. Your dream is in front of you. It's not behind you. And that's why when Joseph uh, finally met the brothers, what did he say? What you meant for evil, God meant it for? For good. In other words, you know the brothers were so worried. Oh, what will he do? Maybe he will put us in prison. He will revenge. He will do this. He will do the other. They were worried. But Joseph told them, hey guys, I'm not there. Who called the talker? <laughs> I'm not there. Oh, you are thinking about 12 years ago? Uh -uh, no, 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 I'm not there. Whatever you did, you did it. What you meant for evil? God meant it for you put me in prison, you sold me, Joseph would have been a bitter. But there's how many people are not able to pursue their dream because of bitterness? Because of pain. Some of them are bitter with their father, with their mother, with their brother, with their elder sister, with your husband, with your wife. Well, even if you're in a marriage that failed, you can still pursue your dream. You're not a failure. It's only that did not work, but you're not a failure. If you get a child out of wedlock, you're not a failure. You cannot change it. Amen. Amen. You cannot change it. So, what you can do is, what is behind me is gone. I cannot change it. I may have learned a few things out of that or from that, but now I will pursue my dream. Some of the people who actually have accomplished, done great things, changed the world. There are people who went through a lot of trouble at the beginning. They were disadvantaged. They had a lot of struggles, poverty, challenges, broken families. Yeah. But you see, it's not where you begin. It is where you are going. Don't be a pigeon if you were born to be an eagle. Or don't be a chicken for that matter. If you're born to be an eagle, because a chicken can only jump this far, two, three meters high. But an eagle will go all the way up there and will have a view to see anything he wants to see.
They can travel far distance. Chicken don't go anywhere. Chicken, when you open for the chicken, what happens? You leave the, you know, lose them. They don't go far. They only go outside the house and look for something to eat. <laughs> yeah? But when you have an ego, what happens? The ego can travel from nation to nation. Somebody here is an ego. Ah, I'm saying somebody here is an ego. You are not a chicken. You are made for greatness. <laughs> there is greatness trapped in you. There is potential trapped in you. Amen. So, don't live your life like you are born and you will die or you are meant to be small. All of us, there is greatness in us. You never see anybody with the three heads. You never see anybody with, you know, four hands. We are all created equal in the eyes of God. And somebody said that life is a gift from God. What we do with that life is our gift back to him. You see? We all have that gift. And some people go through life thinking, oh, some people are lucky. Life is not about luck. If you, if you live your life thinking it's about luck, you will fail terribly. Because it's not about luck, good luck. You know, people are used to, you know, people love to talk about good luck, good luck. Oh, he's very lucky. Oh, she's very lucky. Anytime we see somebody who has achieved, we think they are very lucky. It's not luck. They are principles. Principles are laws. They are laws that are, you know, prescribed that if you want to succeed, this is the path. This is the way to go. So never look at somebody and think they are lucky. That's why they have what they have. That's why they are where they are. No. We are all blessed. If it's about luck, we are all lucky. We are alive today. Until you're lucky, you're alive today. <laughs> Hallelujah. I mean, until you're lucky that you can walk. You have two hands. You have a sober mind until you're lucky. If, if it's about luck, if I can use that word. <laughs> but in church we say we are blessed. Who is not blessed? <laughs> Amen. Because you look at some people and think, oh, they are blessed. Meaning, I am not blessed. It's them who are blessed. We are blessed. We are blessed. I'm trying to change somebody's mind. The way we think. Because the Bible says, as a man thinketh, so is he. As long as you keep thinking, I am not lucky, I am not blessed, I am not like them, I am not like them, I am not like them, then, who are you? You begin to think, I'm a failure, I don't think I'll ever make it. Sometimes even we think other people are more superior because of where they were born, the color of their skin, you see, and all that, their tribe, the language they can speak. I can't speak good English, so I don't think I can go far. 
Have you seen Chinese people coming to Kenya? They can't even pronounce one English word. And they come here and do so much and build roads. And you go to speak to them. They say, no English. That's all they know. No English. No English. That's all. We went to South Korea sometime. And even their buildings, their shops and buildings, they are written in their, in their language. Korean language. Most places they don't speak English. But you know, they are doing their manufacturing cars. They are doing great things. So the problem is not English. <laughs> it's not how much English you know. There are people who, have a, who know a lot of English. And they are not doing much with it. <laughs> Hello? It's not how, how much English you can speak or how much French you can speak. So don't think I am disadvantaged because of my English teacher. Remember my English teacher, one day he came and wrote some word on the blackboard and he said, repeat after me, so sober. So sober. Again, so sober. And you know what was, what, uh, let alone we realized it was not so sober, it was a cucumber. It was a cucumber. So, <laughs> that was our English teacher. <laughs> That's all he knew. <laughs> But I can't blame him. <laughs> I can't blame him. He taught me what he taught me. Now I can teach myself. <laughs> so nobody <laughs> can <laughs> live in their past and think, well, if it was not this, I would have gone very far. If it was not this, so you keep blaming. John Maxwell said who is a great leader or teacher of you know trainer and equipping leaders uh, being a great leader is all about having a genuine willingness and a true commitment to lead others to achieve a common vision and goals through positive influence so and, and sometimes people think well for me I don't think I'm a leader I don't think I was born to be a leader so a leader is born or made? Huh? What do you think? A leader is born or made? Huh? They are born. Both. So which one comes first? If it is both. Huh? Born? I think you are right. Not, you don't look like you're confident. I think when you go through life also, you have to be confident. When you fail, fail confidently. <laughs> if you get it wrong, get it wrong confidently. Because some of you are whispering, even you can't hear what you're saying. You can't even get... <laughs> if you're going to get it wrong, get it wrong confidently. You know there are people who attract people. They are misleading them. But because they look like they are confident, everybody follows them. And they are misleading people. <laughs> so I think you are right that they are both born and made. Of course, everybody was born. That's true. So leaders are born. <laughs> you see, they are not born leaders. They have to be made leaders. So every leader was born, but they have to be made. 
And everybody that God made or created is a leader. Because you have to, you know, remove this, um, this cloud, this um, I believe that there are people who are born, special leaders, senior chief, huh? a president somewhere, a king somewhere. People who are born to be leaders. But I have realized over time that leaders are made. They are made when, when you know, when a child is born, they, through the environment, they are made through the environment. Where do they grow? How do they grow? What are they taught? You see? Who is their mentor? Their leaders have been able to raise. I didn't look at them and, and, and prayed, God showed me who was born to be a leader. No. I look at somebody and think, I can raise this one. I can raise this one. I can raise this one. And today they are leaders. It's not because they were born to be leaders. Yes, they were born but we make them, we raise them, we mentor them, we teach them to become leaders. So being a great leader is all about having a genuine willingness. So you have to be willing to be taught, to be mentored, to grow. Because if you're going to be a great leader and a great man or a woman of vision, then you must be growing. You must be adding value to who you are and a true commitment to lead others to achieve a common vision now leaders John Maxwell says that if you think you are leading and nobody is following you are only taking a walk yeah because leadership is about influence it's about bringing people to see what you are seeing amen Everybody look at that window. You see that window? Can you see it? You see, that's leadership. I'm trying to make you see what I am seeing. It's not like you have never seen that window. Stop looking at it now. You know, <laughs> there's nothing special. I was just trying to say, leadership is influence. So I influenced all of you to look at that window. And all of you looked at it. So, and you can influence people in the family in the neighborhood, in the business. Have you ever even gone to a small meeting, five, ten people, and uh, people are just there, everybody looking around, and nobody knows what to do. And then somebody begins to ask, uh, what are we doing here? Tunangoje uh, Anani? What's happening? Can I... Uh, you know, that's a leader. But there are some people who just be there staring and wondering, what are we doing here? Take leadership. Amen. Take leadership. Begin to lead. Have you, even, have you ever even seen children playing games and all that? You can tell. If you watch five children playing, you can tell who is the leader. There's one who decides, I'm commandeering everybody here. I'm leading everybody here. I'm the one to tell them what to do. You see? No leader can ever achieve anything great or long-lasting all alone. That's John Maxwell. No leader can ever achieve anything great or long-lasting all alone. Leaders train, raise other leaders. Teamwork goes hand in hand with the leadership. Leadership is about people and for people. 
Not that. Leadership is about people and for people. I know sometimes we have misconceptions about leadership and I think leadership is position. I think those who are in my class last year we said the lowest level of leadership is position. Positional leadership. Yes, I'm not saying positions are bad. They are evil. No. Somebody will need to be in certain positions. But that is the lowest level of leadership. So never look at yourself and think, I'm not a leader because I do not carry a position. I'm not the chairman. I'm not the director. I'm not the president. I'm not the CEO. So you think I'm not a leader because I do not have a position. No, it's not. It's leadership is about people and for people. Very important. Okay, let me close with this. A great leader's courage to fulfill his vision comes from passion, not position. A great leader's courage to fulfill his vision. Can somebody say, I have a vision and I will fulfill my vision. Where will that come from? Passion and not position. There are actually people who failed once they got the position. Yeah. Immediately they were given a position, they went down. They were doing very well without a position. <laughs> so leadership does not need or require a position. If you get a position, well and good. Use it the right way. But you don't become a leader once you get the position. And so you keep wondering for a whole year, two years, why are they not giving me a position? Why are they not making me a leader? Huh? Because you are thinking you need a position. Leadership is not about titles, positions, and all that. It is about one life influencing another. Leadership is about one life influencing another. So if you can influence one person, you are a leader. Amen. If you see somebody who doesn't go to church and you influence them to come to church, you are a leader. You become a leader. You are leading that person. They follow you. So leadership is not even leading 10 or 20 or 100 people. It could just be one person you are leading. If you see somebody not doing something and you influence them to do something, that's leadership. That's leadership. And finally, a leader is one who knows the way, goes the way, and shows the way. Oh, you need to write that down. And you need, you need, you need a notebook in this class. Very important. A leader is one who knows the way, two, goes the way, and three, shows the way. That's a leader. You know the way, you go the way, and you show the way. Three levels. I know where I'm going. Okay? 
I am going that direction. Uh-huh. And I'm willing to show others to follow the same direction. You cannot be a leader who points people, go this way. Those are the Pharisees that Jesus was so unhappy with. Because they were telling people, go this direction and they were not going the same way. Follow this way. Do this, but they were not doing it. That's not leadership. That's not influence. If you want to have a lasting influence, then you should know the way, go the way, and show the way. Shall we stand on our feet? So the bottom line is have a personal vision. Have a personal dream. Where are you going? We will look at goals probably another session and see how you can achieve your vision. I want you this week to ask God to make your vision plain, clear to help you. And once you have a vision, write it down. The Bible says write your vision and make it plain. There is power in what you write. So it's important you write down your vision. Not just have it in the mind somewhere and then forget after some time. Write it down. This is where I'm going. This is what I want to achieve. This is what I want to accomplish. This is my dream. And then we'll look at goals, short term, long term, mid term, all that. Father, we thank you this morning. Because you created each one of us and you've given us a vision. We are here to bring change, to bring transformation. I pray, oh God, for everybody that is here. The vision you have put in us, it will bring change, it will speak, it will bring transformation in the world we are living in. And God will leave this world a better place and your name will be honored and your name will be glorified. We worship you, Father, and we give you praise. I pray for everybody that is here today. I pray that the grace of God, the favor of God, and the hand of God will be upon them. You will bless them to pursue their dream, to pursue their vision. And Lord, I pray that each one of them will succeed. None will fail because your hand is upon them. If there are some that are held down by their past, I pray in the name of Jesus that God, you will set them free this morning. The anointing here in this house will set them free and, and, and separate them from their past. In the name of Jesus, God, anything that has been pulling them down, I pray that you set them free today, that they will leave this place free and blessed of you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody say, I have a vision. And now we will pursue it until it is fulfilled. In Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that today's word has richly blessed you. If you have a prayer request, a testimony, or your wish is to simply receive Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you may call or write to us on 0726-303-934 or 0724-228-403. I repeat, 0726-303-934 or 
0724-228-403. Feel free to visit our website on www.ofckenya.church, our Facebook page at Overcoming Faith Church, OFC, and watch sermons on our YouTube channel, OFC Ministries. We invite you to join our life-changing services on Sundays. Our first service is from 8 to 9.45 a.m. and second service from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And on Wednesdays from 5 to 7 p.m. for our midweek services. We are located at Blessed House along Thicker Road right opposite Garden City Mall. And if that's too far for you, not to worry. You may also join one of our other branches near you listed on our website. Welcome to Happy Life Children's Home a rescue center for abandoned babies and one of our many transformative ministries here at OFC. You may visit Happy Life in Roisambo along Lumumba Drive next to Jessica Children's Hospital and Happy Life Christian School in Juja Farm. To support this great work, please forward your contribution to pay bill number 755512 and account name being your name. That is pay bill number 7555 one two account name being your name one of our other rapidly growing ministries is the jessica children's hospital jessica extends subsidized pediatric services to the community of children around nairobi and its environs find us in Roisambo along lumumba drive next to happy life children's home we are here because we care jessica children's hospital health for body mind and soul for more information on Jessica and Happy Life, please call us on 0732-899-869 and 0714-593-926. That is 0732-899-869 and 0714-593-926. Or visit our website on www.happylifechildrenshome.com. OFC. Growing bigger and getting better.